0: Uh, The FIFA Women's World Cup. How good has it been so far? And it's uh, still only just getting started. Joining us down the line this afternoon to talk all about it is football expert and writer, James Renton. James, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Matt. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: Uh, Thanks very much for, uh, for jumping on the show today. How good has it been, the FIFA Women's World Cup? It's certainly delivered so far.
1: Yeah, look, it's been a a great tournament so far, to be honest. Uh, We've seen some some very good contests between some evenly matched sides. And we've also seen some outstanding football that's led to some terrific goals being scored. And uh, if this is just an appetiser for things to come, then it's looking like this will be a very entertaining Women's World
0: Cup. So we've had a couple of games take place already today, one that is currently being played between Switzerland and Norway. We saw Colombia defeating South Korea 2-0, and the Philippines unfortunately just getting up over the other host nation in New Zealand 1-0. what have you made of today's matches?
1: Yeah, look, there have been some really... Those two games have been excellent, to be honest. I think, firstly, with the Colombia game, Uh, It was a decent contest between two solid sides. Uh, I think uh, the South Koreans were uh, unlucky not to come away from that game with at least a goal. Uh, Their goalkeeper will be feeling obviously quite disappointed about how the second goal came about. Uh, Though in the end, I thought the Colombians did just enough to uh, get the win. Uh, And as for the Philippines, look, this is a huge result for them, especially considering their journey, the fact that this is their first World Cup. Uh, the journey that a lot of these players have gone through. Uh, and a lot of credit does have to go to Alan Stadjic. Uh, this game was a coaching masterclass by Stadjic as uh, the Philippines, they took their goal very well. Uh, they defended with uh, real determination and resilience. Uh, they were obviously aided by a few terrific saves by their keeper. Uh, New Zealand, they definitely had their chances to score uh, but this spirit in the uh, Philippine side is something else. So a very good performance on uh, their part, and hopefully uh, the game involving Switzerland and Norway will follow suit.
0: Currently nil all 35 minutes into the game. Uh, Geez, how good have the crowd numbers been? It's been pretty healthy, hasn't
1: it? Oh, it's been excellent, and especially looking at the crowd today with uh, Colombia and uh, South Korea, a game that was played uh, on a school day, on a work day, uh, it was a very good attendance. And, you know, even in the very first game between... uh, the Matildas and Ireland. That was a massive crowd. And, um, you know, it's been it's been really good to see across the board. Uh, and hopefully we will continue to see uh, these crowd numbers uh, staying at this level uh, for the rest of the tournament.
0: Hey, James, we're going to get into the Matildas in a moment. Uh, so maybe we'll just uh, stay away from them here. Uh, but what have your standout performances been so far early days in this World Cup?
1: Yeah, look, early days, but there's been some, some really good performances. I think a couple that stand out for me would be how uh, Brazil has started this tournament. Obviously, uh, there was a great hat-trick by uh, Ali Borges, uh, but the manner in which this Brazilian side has played, it's been excellent so far. I mean, their third goal, I encourage everyone to go on YouTube, take a look at the highlights, and take a look at that third goal that Brazil scored. It was fantastic. It's arguably the goal of the tournament so far, uh, and it's another reason why you should go out there if you haven't already to go and see uh, a game at this Women's World Cup. There's been some outstanding football on display thus far. I thought the Germans were were really good uh, with uh, how they uh, won their first game 6-0. The Americans obviously are looking in in very good shape, as are the Lionesses, uh, England, so... A lot of these big sides, they're starting to, to show, obviously very early days, why they are the favourites. And uh, hopefully they will continue to put on these very good performances and uh, all eyes will be on the knockout stages in a few weeks' time.
0: Yeah, they had about uh, five passes in the box referring to that uh, Brazilian goal. And the flick back to uh, to set it up was just incredible. So like James said, make sure you go out and watch it. Uh, the Matildas. Let's get into them. Uh, They opened up their campaign with a great win over the Republic of Ireland. 1-0. What were your thoughts on the Matildas' 1st matchup?
1: Yeah, look, obviously it it was great to see such a huge turnout for for the Matildas. Obviously, we've seen the country get behind uh, the Socceroos in in previous tournaments, but now that we're getting to see our very own Matildas play at home and to see how big of a crowd that was, I believe it was 75,000, it was a great game. A very nervy game, though, from the Matildas. It was clear that you know a few players had a few nervous moments, and uh, that penalty from Steph Catley was a terrific penalty. Uh, it just happened to be at the same end at which uh, John Aloisi scored against Uruguay, leading into the qualifiers for the 2006 World Cup for the Socceroos. Mm. Uh, but it was a it was a good result for the Matildas. I'm sure they'd want more in their performance, uh, and hopefully uh, they can have a much better performance and hopefully score a few more goals against uh, Nigeria in a few days' time.
0: So we found out just hours before that game that Sam Kerr would not be taking part. What's the severity of her injury, James? Because there has been a couple of conflicting reports.
1: Yeah, there's obviously been a few conflicting reports. And there was also a bit of a slip of the tongue moment from uh, Kyra Cooney Cross, who's said in her press conference that uh, Sam Kerr had torn her car. This is not the case, but what we understand uh, from the information that's out there from the Matildas camp is that uh, this injury, while it's not a severe injury, uh, it's bad enough for for Kerr to miss the game against Nigeria. Um, It remains to be seen whether she will have uh, some level of involvement against Canada. Uh, but I think the Matildas camp are definitely keeping their cards very close to the chest. Mm. I think the fact that it took until you know a few hours before kickoff for us to find out that Kerr was not going to be playing uh, was uh, you know very well done by uh, Tony Gustafson to make sure that you know the opposition couldn't get any sort of mental advantage. But we obviously want to see Sam Kerr out there playing for the Green and gold, but we also want to make sure that she is at one hundred percent fitness and that if she does come back, she's fully fit and ready to go.
0: Hey, James, how significant was that draw between Nigeria and Canada earlier on in the tournament?
1: Well look, Tom will tell, um, it was a very good game uh, with both sides giving it a crack and they had some they both of them had some very good opportunities. I think, Canada in particular will be the more frustrated given they botched a penalty and uh, couldn't get on the end of one of their many chances that they created. Um, but yeah, time will tell. Uh, they've got some difficult games coming up. Obviously, uh, Nigeria faced the Matildas. So um, the fact that neither conceded, it could be good for their goal distance. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see how these next few games pan out to see just how significant that draw was.
0: So, the big game to come on Thursday, 6pm kickoff WA time once again between Australia and Nigeria. What are your thoughts on the matchup, and what do the Aussies have to do to get the win?
1: Look, this will be a challenge for the Matildas. Uh, I know that the Matildas have played Nigeria in the past and they beat them, but this will be a very difficult game. Uh, Nigeria, they're a very physical and quick side, so... Uh, this game will will need the likes of someone like uh, uh, Katrina Gorry to have a really big influence in the midfield. She was outstanding against uh, the Republic of Ireland. So, the, the the most important thing is the Matildas keep their cool, control the ball, and look to play around with each other a bit more. I think a big problem that a lot of fans noticed was that often the Matildas were trying to uh, go long, uh, but often to the adv- not to the advantage of a of a forward player. So once they start playing the ball more on the on the ground and they look to attack Nigeria with speed, and if that's not available, if they just keep the ball and make Nigeria work, then they could give themselves a really good chance. Uh, it'll be a, a very, very tight game, hopefully an entertaining one, uh, but I think uh, the midfielders will have just enough quality uh, to get a win.
0: Speaking to James Renton here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Hey, James, let's turn our attention to the Perth glory, uh, because they are currently in receivership uh, with Tony Sage um, walking away uh, from the club. So what's the latest news on this?
1: Yeah, so the latest news, obviously, we saw that statement from uh, Tony Sage on Saturday saying that he will be handing back the licence to the APL after his 17-year sole ownership of the club. Um, So what we know now is that the club is obviously in receivership and uh, the APL and uh, a Perth-based advisory firm, a quarter mentor, uh, they're in control of proceedings at the moment uh, where they will look to help the club run uh, their day-to-day business uh, while while also looking for a new owner, which will hopefully uh, be all done uh, within the next 10 weeks. So that's cleared a little bit of ambiguity there amongst Certainly, staff and players, but also amongst uh, members and fans as well.
0: So, where are they going to be looking for a new owner?
1: Well, from from what we understand and what we've heard um, over the last few days, there's a lot of options on the table. So, Danny Townsend, the CEO of the APL, uh, spoke yesterday about how there is interest at a state level. Uh, yesterday, we also saw a report that former Glory owner Nick Tana is uh, keen to buy the club again as part of a syndicate of owners. Uh, there could also be uh, a group from overseas that are interested in buying the club. Uh, Townsend uh, and the APL uh, are very keen to have uh, international investment and engagement within the A-League, given the success of, uh, of how Melbourne City and their uh, group have uh, gone about their business the last few years. So there's definitely interest within First Glory. It'll just be uh, an interesting uh, next few weeks to see uh, which direction uh, the club, as well as the APL and Kortimenta, uh, uh, aligned with.
0: What about the latest on a potential new coach? Where are they looking there?
1: Yeah, so there's been a lot that's been uh, whispered and uh, reported here, from here to here. Uh, from what we understand, um, Alan Stajic is still the front runner for the job which would be a huge appointment considering uh, the game that the Philippines women's national team just had against New Zealand where uh, they got their first win ever in a World Cup. So obviously there'll be a fair amount of interest, not just from birth glory in Alan Stadjic, but from clubs potentially in Europe and in the United States. So Sadjic at this moment in time is uh, the front runner. Uh, If he is to be the full-time coach, time will tell, but... That's the latest
0: that we have on the head coach. All right. We are speaking to James Renton here on Sports Drive this afternoon. James, one last one before I do let you go. Uh, Let's take a bit more of a look at international uh, soccer because Kylian Mbappe has been offered the biggest deal ever, uh, if he does accept. $1.1 billion to go over to Saudi Arabia on a one-year deal. So what do you make of this offer? And, What are you expecting Kylian Mbappe to do?
1: Well, I I must admit that uh, this deal from Al-Hilal, the club from Saudi Arabia, has not just caught me off guard. It's probably caught every single football fan off guard. But you've got to give credit to Saudi Arabia and uh, how they're looking to expand their league with the players that they're looking to bring in. They've already brought in a host of big European names, and as to whether they go and get Kylian Mbappe i think there is a chance this could happen as uh, as crazy as it sounds and to also know as well to the listeners that Kylian Mbappe should he join Al Hilal will earn approximately 1 billion Australian dollars through his contract so it's a huge deal uh, i think there is a chance PSG will accept it because they will essentially be receiving 300 million euros for a player that will be looking to run down his contract, uh, it goes out uh, next year. So I believe there is a chance, though there could be a U-turn from Mbappe. But I think all the, all signs are pointing towards Kylian Mbappe going to Saudi Arabia for this upcoming season.
0: Wow, incredible stuff, uh, James! Thank you very much for uh, for joining us on the program today. A pleasure as always, and uh, enjoy the rest of what's to come at this FIFA Women's World Cup.
1: Good to be with you, Matt. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. There he goes. James Renton, football expert and writer here on the program this afternoon.